750 years before Jesus was born into this world, a prophet named Isaiah prophesied about him. He said, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Truly, to us, for us, a son was born, a child was born, the greatest gift, a broken, godless sinner like me, like us, could receive. God's son, given for our benefit. And truly, Jesus is a wonderful counsellor. He knows the way, his wisdom, his insight. He is a wonder-filled. I'm in awe of Jesus. Jesus is Mighty God, he showed us that on this earth when he lived here. Mighty, powerful God. He could speak to wind and he could speak to waves. He could speak to the dead and they came alive. He is mighty God. He was there in the beginning and he always will be. He is the everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. And lastly, he is the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, the Prince of Peace. In fact, the word that is used there is the Prince of Shalom. Shalom means peace. It also means a state of health, salvation, soundness, safeness, satisfaction, deliverance, blessing. That sounds good to me. How about you? Yeah? Anyone here want some soundness? Some safeness, salvation, deliverance, that's peace. You open up the dictionary and Oxford says that peace is the absence of war, no conflict. I tell you, our world needs that right now. Our world needs true peace, the absence of war, no conflict. And I, I know that inside of us, we need the absence of war in our emotions, in our minds, no conflict within and no conflict with those around me, harmonious relationships, absence of turmoil, inner serenity, a calm presence, a deep sense of fulfillment, of purpose and of connection with your creator. Now that is peace. What a gift peace is. What a gift. But we can see that there are some peace pilferers, things that steal our peace. Stress, stress at work, deadlines, stress if you're studying, deadlines, stress. Even holidays can be stressful. Having to pack and get ready for a holiday can be stressful. In fact, they say that Christmas is actually one of the most stressful times of the year for people. It ranks really highly on the stress indicator. Christmas can be stressful and can still our peace. Anxiety, worrying about our kids, worrying about our careers, worrying about the future, conversations that you're going to have, potential negative outcomes. That causes a state of unease inside of us. Conflict, conflict with our kids, with our 
parents, with our partners, with relatives, with workmates. It disturbs our emotional state. It, it pilfers our peace. Financial worries, not having enough. Budget, the, the cost of living going up. I was so glad yesterday when I filled up my petrol and the cost came down. Who else filled up yesterday? <laughs> it was a good time yesterday. Financial worries can affect our peace. Our health issues can affect our peace. Physical, emotional, mental health challenges can disrupt our peace and our well-being. And I know for myself that the challenges that we've been through as a family, when you have a 12-year-old told that they've got a brain tumour and you're going to have to wait four months to, to work out whether it's grown or not, that causes some stress. It causes your peace to be challenged waiting for the outcome, and praise God, it was, it was benign, and that beautiful girl graduated her internship today. She's an amazing young woman, but I know what it feels like, where your peace is just disturbed. You're thinking, overthinking, negative thinking, Social media brings comparison, inadequacy, discontent, the media, news, wars, the state of this world, fear, fear of a future. Perfectionism causes stress. Unrealistic expectations, pressure, disappointment, disillusionment, dissatisfaction, all of these peace want to rob our peace. But the true author is the enemy. The enemy came to pilfer our peace. The enemy came to steal our state of satisfaction. The enemy came to rob us of our rest. He is a thief. Jesus spoke about him and we see it in John chapter 10. He said that the thief comes only to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I tell you, to have peace is to have abundant life. But ever since the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, you know, they walked along in peace. They were in peace in the Garden of Eden. They walked in peace with God and they walked in peace with each other there. But then the enemy came along and he says to Eve, you're missing out. You're missing out. You could, you could be like God. And she got a sudden case of FOMO, the fear of missing out. She thought, what? I can be like God? I can know everything? Absolutely awesome. Let's go. So she disobeyed. She sinned. And sure enough, Adam did the same. They both sinned. And the fall of mankind came from that moment on. Sin was transmitted to humanity. It entered the world. And the consequence of that was broken peace with God and broken peace with one another. The consequence of the fall was that now death came in. Death and decay. Our flesh decays. Our spirit dies and our flesh dies. We face eternal death and suffering and the consequence of a Christless eternity. Romans 12 says, sorry, Romans 5 says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, 
so everyone sinned. The rebellious nature in every man and woman has caused broken peace. Broken peace with our creator, our neighbours and even with ourselves. So how do I have peace with God? Let's start there, hey? How do I have peace with God? God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to reconcile us back to him so that the peace would be restored. The prince of peace made peace with us and God. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but... The gift of the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ is the only reason that we can truly live peacefully with God. It's not my good works outweighing my bad works will bring me peace with God. No, that's not going to work. Romans 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's only through Jesus that we can have this peace with God. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can say. There's nothing we can attend, nothing we can apply. It's only because of what Jesus did on the cross that we can have this peace with God. And knowing that I am right with God, knowing that I am right in God's sight, it gives me peace. It gives me peace. With a clear conscience, I can walk in confidence. Knowing that I'm at perfect peace with God gives me joy and peace. A right relationship with God is the foundation of living in harmony with all of his creation. So then how do I live at peace with others? If that's how I live at peace with God, how do I live at peace with others? You know, relationships with others can be hard. Workmates family, in-laws, outlaws. Christmas can just exasperate and amplify these fractured relationships. Awkward gatherings when you feel like you're walking around on eggshells, dealing with offence, dealing with rejection. You know, many of us, we feel the anxiety in our stomachs churning or we, we feel it like a racing heartbeat or a spinning mind overthinking and thinking and thinking about it. But I want to tell you today that there's good news. There is good news this morning. Jesus has given his followers a gift. Jesus is giving his followers the gift of peace. Thank you. Thanks, Jesus. (laughs) What a gift. What a gift to receive. Jesus said, peace, I leave you. My peace I give you, not as the world gives to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. My peace I give you. Not giving like the world gives. You know, I received a gift from my grandmother of jewellery when she passed away. And that gift of jewellery is no longer hers, it is mine. She gave it to me. I own it. And I want to encourage you this morning that Jesus, if you are his follower, Jesus has given you a gift called peace. And you can own it. 
You can own it. You can wear it. You can walk in it. It's now yours. That's true peace. And true peace is not a gift that we can get from anyone or anything else in this world. So I want to ask you the question this morning, where have you been going for your peace? Brain-numbing TV, scrolling social media out for hours, perhaps alcohol, perhaps shopping online, perhaps gambling, illicit sex are all places people go to, to escape, to fill the hole. But it doesn't give you true peace. And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have been given a gift by the Prince of Peace. And it is time to unwrap that gift. Open it. When others in your life pop over and they bring you an unwanted gift this Christmas season, perhaps they bring you a dust collector. Don't need another one of those. Perhaps they bring you some peanut brittle and your anaphylactic to peanuts. (laughs) Unwanted gifts can also come like criticism, negativity, judgments, rejection. Don't receive those gifts this Christmas. Pick up the peace. Open the gift that Jesus has given you. Remember this gift. Hold on to this gift. Don't hold on to those other nasty gifts, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Let's receive his gift of peace. Not only do we receive this gift of peace, we can share this gift with others. The Prince of Peace helps us to become peacemakers. Matthew 5 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, so they shall be called the sons of God. Now, a peacemaker chooses to be gracious, to forgive, to overlook the offence, and to even be unoffendable. They have a Teflon heart. Just let it slide off. For those cricket fans amongst us, you've got to pick your ball. Let it go through to the keeper, those bad balls. Don't have a go at every shot. Leave it. Don't catch that ball. Colossians 3 says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Wow, that's rich. That is rich in there. Did you get that? Peacemakers put on They put on kindness, they put on compassion and humility and they choose to walk a walk of love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. They put on humility, they put on their peacemaking and they choose to walk in love and forgiveness, love and forgiveness. Now, how do I have peace? That We've talked about how we have peace with God. We've talked about how to have peace with others. But how do I have peace with myself? We're all imperfect. All of us. And we can all let ourselves down. I know sometimes I've said the wrong thing. I've done the wrong thing. And you just feel this sickness inside of you, your peace goes. Perhaps you've made a financial decision that's made some significant debt 
in your life and you just feel sick, your peace is gone because of that financial decision. These decisions that we make, they influence, they affect our inner peace. They bring turmoil, anxious thoughts. Maybe within us it's our perfectionism causing us to have unrealistic expectations. We put pressure on ourselves, overthinking our failures, disappointed with ourselves, dissatisfied with ourselves, what we have done and where we are at. But I want to encourage you today, keep walking in love and forgiveness for yourself. You see, sometimes it's easier to forgive other people and to love others than to love yourself and to forgive yourself. The author Steve Cuss says that we must be right-sized. We are not perfect. We're human. We're not perfect. We must be right-sized. Colossians chapter 3, Paul says, we just read that chapter, and I just want to really emphasize these last two verses, 14 and 15. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, that word harmony is peace. And let the peace of who? Let the peace of Christ that he gave to you, it's your inheritance, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Allow the peace of Christ to rule in your heart, not those anxious thoughts, not that, that condemnation, not that anxiety, not that negative thinking. It is choosing to allow the peace of Christ take residency and rule that place. It's a choice. And I think a great part of that verse, a significant part of that verse was those last two words, be thankful. You are forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift that you have given me. Thank you for the gifts you have given me. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that I have food on the table. Thank you that you've put people in my life who love me. Thank you. Thankfulness changes perspective. So let us surrender. Let us surrender our burdens, our anxieties, our fears, our doubts, our perfectionism to Jesus that we might experience his perfect peace in our hearts and in our minds. Ask the team to start to come, thanks, guys. Philippians 4. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him. Everybody say thank him. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Doesn't that sound good? Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything and thank him for what he has done. This is a key. This is a key. When the enemy comes to steal your peace, we need some weapons ready. You know, a few years ago, our alarm went off in the middle of the night. There was a thief trying to steal from our house. And do you know what my amazing husband did? He grabbed a weapon. <laughs> His weapon of choice. Was it the little hockey stick? Oh, no, it was the vacuum cleaner end of the vacuum, you know, the, the pipe of the vacuum cleaner. That was his weapon of choice. And he ran down, probably in slow motion, you know, like on the movies. 
to, to chase away the thief. We need weapons to chase away the thief that wants to steal and rob us of our peace. Our neighbour came. He saw, he heard the alarm and our neighbour ran down, jumped in his car and chased the thieves down the road. We need neighbours, we need people, connect group friends who will join with us and chase away the thief that wants to keep stealing our peace. I want to give you some weapons up here on this screen. I might need some room there. Yeah, let's look at these. We need to, you know, Philippians told us, gave us the weapon. We need to pray and we need to declare and we need to thank. And I want to give you these. You can take a photo. You can write these down because we're putting weapons in your hand today. We need to declare, God, I will not be troubled. I will not fear. I receive your gift of peace. I find my peace in you, not in the things of this world. My words, thoughts and imagination are under the power of Christ. These are weapons right here. I am not easily offended and I will not hold on to bitterness. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I relax in you and I choose not to strive. I embrace the season you have me in. Thank you, Prince of Peace, for all that you have done so that I may walk in peace. Now, there's some weapons, hey? There's some weapons to go home with today. Will you stand with me? And I'm going to pray. Thank you. I want to ask you, what and who have you been going to for your peace when you're stressed when you're anxious. Just think about that right now. Maybe you need to repent in this time of prayer. Maybe you need to get things right with him. Just takes a moment. You know, my heart is that every one of us would go out of here knowing, knowing something, knowing that the Prince of Peace is our true source of true peace. Our source of peace with God, our source of peace with others, and our source of peace within. I want you to know that when you go home today. I want you to know that this afternoon. I want you to know that tomorrow when the, the relatives pop over. I want you to know that on Christmas Day, that you have a Prince of Peace who has given you peace. Let's unwrap. Let's unwrap that gift. Amen. Heavenly Father, right now we are come to you, the Prince of Peace, and we choose to receive your peace, the peace that you give. We unwrap this gift of peace. May we walk in your peace. May we talk your peace. May we understand truly, deeply, the peace that you have given us. Lord, we thank you that you have made us right in God's sight, that you have given us peace with God, peace with each other, and peace within ourselves. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.